back. I thought I, I guess I didn't. <laughs> Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. Feeling you. Ah! Hold on. Wait. Okay. So, start again. Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. <laughs> yeah, feeling a little rush. It's about uh, 9.40. I'm going to be heading out in just a bit. <coughs> but I did want to, uh, yeah, I did want to, to just uh, do a little spreading, you know, of my thought. <coughs> and then actually wanting my space to do it. Uh, so I guess uh, I'll start with something silly, but something that I didn't think of mentioning yesterday that came up two days ago. Uh, I'm Sometimes I'm surprised with, uh, with Pilar because we... Uh, you know, we talk about things that seem to be an understanding, and then later on, it looks like it's confused. Uh, <clears throat> and basically, you know, initially I was living on the on the 17th, and she asked me to stay one day later. And of course, she was going to her mother, and it kind of makes sense, you know, to be here too with a dog or whatever, which makes sense. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then I'll just live on Tuesday. And then, then she looked surprised two days ago when we're talking about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to be living on Tuesday. So it's like. Like, do you want me to stay longer? <clears throat> and she was like, yes. So, okay, do you tell me how long you want me to stay? And then I'll stay. So, basically, as of two days ago, I'm staying until the 20th, until Thursday. So, you know, and I'm okay with that. You know, that's fine. Um, hold on, there was... Uh... Oh, yeah, there was something else interesting to yesterday. And I think, I think pop. I have a feeling there is, I think it's a mix, it's a concoction, you know, I think it's a cocktail. I think she's really overburdened, and I think she, she can't find a way out of that one. She's just in that kind of whirlwind, <clears throat> and uh, she she's dealing with a lot of things. And, uh, of course, as anybody knows, you know, the more things you're going to be involved in, Jesus Christ, hey! Wow, I kind of loses it. Yes. <clears throat> so amazing. So that's one, and there is a kind of a the scattered stuff, you know, where, which is to me it's so puzzling because, you know, with the responsibility which she does at work, she's obviously she's forced to develop a, a structured system, organizational system. So <clears throat> anyway, and and I don't know, maybe not. I don't know, but I don't quite see how that would be possible to do, to function without having it. So, anyway, it's interesting. Uh, and then so we're talking yesterday, and then she was like, oh, yeah, make sure you, you know, you leave the keys from uh, from Hamilina. But I'm like, hey, baby, <laughs> I talked to you twice about that. Because I was trying to actually make sure there was no confusion, you know, because it happened before. I'm like, okay. On two different occasions, I talked to you about, you know, what do you want me to do with the keys? And then you told me to leave them in hand. And then I checked again one to two days later, and actually the day before, the day as I was leaving. It's like, you know, just to be clear, do you want me to leave the key there? And uh, it's puzzling. To me, that is puzzling. But again, the mind is, you know, of course, it's kind of easy. It's kind of like the, those easy targets, you know. Oh, you know what? Look at that. Ah, oh, shit, no. Okay. Where is this lemon coming from? Ah, there's some lemon trees here. And, um, hold on a second. Let's look at the time here. I'm okay. I have the time to go. We're going to go this way. <laughs> so it's easy. You know, it's an easy target to point out. You know, easy to reach. It's a low-hanging fruit. But it's a mind. You know, and it is my mind, too. Um, and of course, you know, what the, the, the dog in, in the fight that I'm feeding, you know, is a different dog than he used to be. So a lot of what I'm exposing myself is basically helping me to reframe the, the rhetoric, right? Because it doesn't matter in the end what you believe. Actually, there's something funny, um, I was uh, while I was having breakfast. Man, I'm speaking of I'm stuffed. I was watching the the Bill Maher. So you know, I watched the intro, 
and then they had something about cryptocurrency, which, I mean, again, another things I have no interest in, and I don't understand it. But then it is even like the regular money. I don't really understand. You know, it's based on trust and all that stuff. And but the point is, <clears throat> makes me think too about the trans conversation I had with the with Pilar. You know that there's an assumption being made on the individual that what he's basing on his knowledge is more accurate than the person against whom he's debating. So you believe that you have the higher ground. And I think it's kind of like we condemn to, we can't see past it. That tree really prevents us from seeing the forest. And that tree is our mind. To me, it just makes sense. You know, it's... Uh, no thanks to me, because I actually believe, you know, as I'm reading the stuff, when I'm, when I'm soaking in that information, I'm realizing it is valuable, it is important, and I do value that information, what I'm reading. I think it's good, but at the same time, this is not my path, because really, my path is grace. It's, I am completely dependent on something external to my abilities, to what I know of myself, to come and intervene, to steer my life in a more meaningful way. It's not going to be, it's not going to be of my own effort. I don't have that luxury. I don't have that, I would call it a fal uh, uh, falsify, um, fallacy, <laughs> fallacy, I couldn't think of it. You know, I don't have that luxury. Because I don't believe. Um, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I realized I need to go to the bathroom before. So anyway, it's it's interesting. Interesting this whole mind stuff, and uh, how you can spend, you know, your entire life rearranging that furniture, and somehow with a strange belief that just by rearranging it, it would get you out of it. You know, that image of the guy in a jail cell just rearranging his furniture to make it more bearable. Or as Gurdjieff would say, until you can acknowledge that you are in jail, you're not going to be looking for a way out until you're looking at making it comfortable. And uh, that makes sense. It makes sense to me. So, sorry, guys, this is a very short one, but for whatever reason, I felt the... Uh, yeah, I felt the, the urge. I felt the desire. I felt the... I can't think of the word, goodness. Yeah, chico. Anyway, so I will talk to you in a GC. Oof. Good morning, pilgrims and travelers. On a funny path of life. Well, it just dawned on me that's like the second one, right? Uh, on, in one podcast. Well, that's because uh, one day has passed, has come and gone. Like everything else, ephemeral. But no. Uh, the day basically went <laughs> the way it went. And uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. So I had some opportunities, but uh, other things came up, so I guess we'll chat about some of that this morning, shall we? So yesterday morning was, of course, kind of shorter because we left earlier. Uh, Pilar wanted to stop by the hospital to get some kid to do some uh, collecting samples on her mother to kind of trying to rule out that, you know, the reason why she might have a kind of a change of uh, wellness of, uh, you know, didn't have to do with maybe a, an infection or something that she might be coming down with that could be easily be treated by whatever the case may be. So we ended up stopping, waited there for a while. And then she went to go to a store and then I'm like, and she was kind of asking me, uh, like, you know, should we just go straight? And I'm like, well, for me personally, yes, because we we agreed on a time and that's uh, more important than the other staff. So, but if you do, yeah, we'll, we'll go by the store. It's, you know, whatever you want in the end. And uh, so we ended up going straight. 
which we still arrive with about 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes of delay, which I guess uh, technically that makes me uh, officially a Spanish person. <laughs> you know, the idea is around 10, 15 minutes, you're fine, you're not late. And actually there is a thing in Spain where I haven't really had to deal with that because my social life is so limited that when you go to party, it's actually, I guess you could almost say it's considered rude, definitely not politically correct to arrive on time a little bit early. So you would always arrive a little later. So kind of funny, you know, the norms and customs of, uh, of different culture. Anyhow. So anyway, so we went and then uh, uh, Alameda, which is the northern part of uh, the town, like I said, which is a way, of course, the way I arrived when I first came to Sevilla because I came from the north and then how I met, where I met Pilar too. And, uh, and then basically found Urban and uh, gave him a hug and then we sat down. Maribel wasn't there, so... Uh, you know, it was a little surprising because Urban knew that Pilar was coming, so. But eventually she joined. And as it turns out, <laughs> so Urban is, a, I guess, is a polyamorous person, as you call them. And basically, and he's, a, you know, one thing that I've definitely always given to Urban is honest, you know, about whatever. But wherever he's at, you kind of know where he is. He lets you know. So, and I do value that, that kind of honesty. Almost call it sometimes reckless, but in a good way, not in a bad way. I know reckless has kind of a bad rep, but. Uh... And so, he had this, I don't know how long it's been, like, it's got to be around getting close to 40 years now with this woman from Switzerland, which is from Switzerland, but he moved in, uh, gee, about 10 years ago now? I forgot how long ago it's been moving permanently to Spain. But he had been coming to Spain for many, many years. He had bought the land. And it's only about 10 years ago that he moved in permanently. But he's basically maintaining this relationship. I am not sure if they actually... I don't think they were officially married. But they are basically... Uh, well, they're a happy couple and they have, this, uh, they have their own relationship. And so... Um, she came. She comes down, I think, once or twice a year, spend time here, and he goes up there and then uh, spend time with her. And so she came down. I think around Easter is uh, the time when she comes down. You know, from Switzerland, it's kind of a nice uh, respite from uh, from the cold. And I don't know, I've never spent time, but I have a feeling it's, it can't be that fun, pretty feeling in Switzerland. And I didn't know that, but, uh, you know, the two dates he had given me were, you know, at the beginning of the month. So, this weekend and basically because he picked her up two weeks ago and then he dropped her off yesterday so I didn't know I thought he was with Maribel which is the other <laughs> love of his life that he met uh, in started a relationship eight years ago so you know a little bit about old man and uh, yeah so I even though he had gone by Maribel and had a coffee but it wasn't very much time and she had not seen him in two weeks so, so she wasn't there at first, but she ended up joining. And so we sat down, and things felt nice. You know, I wasn't sure, you know, because of uh, kind of the way we kind of left it and the way it kind of ended. You know, I mean, I'm not sure I can really do it justice. It is quite a, you know, it's complicated, meaning it would need a lot of context for me to explain the place Urban has in my life, what we shared, what happened. Needless to say, it was quite something. I mean, it's like I said, my time in Spain has really brought me, for sure, two very, very important people in my life, Pilar and Urban. Pilar is just in a different category. That's just who it is. And honestly, the fact that she's a woman has a lot to do with that. You know, not like as a soul, but being incarnated in that female body, to me, just, just affected. Just because of what, to me, women symbolize. I view it so far, so far anyway, on my journey. And then so, you know, I kind of thought that they were saying that it was puzzled about, you know, that it kind of happened. Like, uh, 
why I didn't want him to know where I was, why I didn't share, and it was like, uh, it was kind of tricky, because a part of me was thinking about it, but a cool thing that happened earlier that morning, as we were walking with Killer, finding a place to park, was, uh, I called it a warm-up with her, because I realized I got caught again, I got caught into explaining, into like how making sense is relevant and it's important that I am understood. You know, instead of, is this the opportune time to do that? Or if not, move on. It's not important what you do. It's important where you are, what's going on, and to be very mindful of that. And so it was hilarious. And she understood exactly when I made a joke about it. She's like, yeah, I understand exactly what you mean about a warm-up. So she's so surprising at times, this woman. And so... We sat and they, there was none of that, and I felt no no tension. You know, it didn't feel like there were any stones unturned. And uh, and yeah, you know, we after two years, the conversation kind of resumed. And then, you know, like here we are, sitting him having a coffee. Me, I had a I had a Schweppes, I had a tonic water, agua tonica, and uh, and it was very. And uh, I thought many times of correcting his uh, improper use of this, uh, not actually using subjunctive, which in Spanish, you know, it's, uh, if you don't speak French or Italian or Spanish or Portuguese, the objective, the subjunctive is not going to make sense for most languages, I have a feeling. But, uh, but anyhow, but of course, I knew better. Uh, there was only one, only one. We were together, uh, hold on, seven and a half hours. And I only made one correction, so I feel pretty damn good about that. And then the Maribel did a lot more correction, actually. And, uh, like, thing, I mean, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the things are irrelevant. What does it have to do with anything? And so, um, yeah, it was just very comfortable. I mean, I personally didn't have any, uh, you know, I, there was no unfinished business for me, so... But uh, I guess what I started to talk about was the way we left it. You know, like me, basically, when I moved on, after we had that uh, cathartic last meeting, I'll give, I guess, I, I'll go back a little bit in this one just to give a little context. And uh, basically, you know, every day we would get together, have a drink. So it was quite very fitting that we met again at a bar, having a drink. But normally we had coffee, both of us, and... This time I didn't because I already had my car. And, uh, and so we talk, and then we had that basically that last official get together, and where he expressed his frustration at me not behaving in a way that he felt was more conducive to communal living and it would be better. Basically, you know, kind of judging and saying, I'm going to correct you, this is, this is how you should be. And why don't you do what I would like for you to do? Or why don't you behave in a way that I feel will be more appropriate? And to me, that was like... Something just broke in me. It was like, it was done. And they have been saints. I mean, it wasn't the first, first, you know. It wasn't the first draw. I think there were a few of them. There was a change in the quality of our exchanges. As we were nearing that time. And anyway, I didn't... Uh, I didn't leave much time before when I was when it was actually officially declared that I was leaving. So it was going to be happening within. Not exactly, but you know we still had the the confinement, the uh, I, I saw, uh, what do you call it, the stay-at-home deal, confinamiento in Spain. So. There was still an issue that you couldn't be traveling much. Spain had a pretty strong singing place in 2021. And basically the idea was that it looked like they were going to ease it off because heading toward the summer, because 2020 had been very tough. And the industry, which is so touristic in Spain, you know, they were looking at, Let, let's do the most damage control we can and really open it up. But if we don't get things going in the summer, it's going to be devastating for the industry. Many businesses are going to go under. And then so, you know, basically I realized after leaving that conversation 
Being, being, I have to say, I was disappointed. I felt disappointed, you know. And uh, I don't know. Well, actually, sometimes it happens. Right? Well, I will make a comment and I will feel judged. You know, in a way, I, I will feel that, but it just doesn't affect me the same because it's Pilar. So, again, great teacher. And so, basically, as I left, the time and the meeting we had, I realized within 10 minutes or so, I forgot if I got a hold of Pilar there. I'm pretty sure I did because I was pretty upset. And then I basically went on Airbnb and looked for a place. And I looked in Conil and I basically rented it for one month. Uh, and basically, I was going to you know, work on my conditioning. And uh, uh, and obviously, I, I know why, actually, because it was still the confinement in uh, in Spain. So I was going to weather it, you know, stay in Conil and then uh, wear my backpack. I worked hours, you know, six to eight, nine hours a day. And on the beach, it was a barefoot on the beach with a backpack was just fine. It's when you, <laughs> you hit the pebbles that it just destroyed me barefoot. And uh, and basically, as we were done, I was like, you know, we, we met the last time, the following day, at the coffee, you know, and I expressed my gratitude for everything for the time. And, you know, there's some, somebody important to me. And, uh, and he kind of, uh, there were things like he wanted to know. Basically, if I was broke or not, and you know, I told him, I'm not going to tell you exactly how much money I have. It's like, but you know, it's like I'm not. I, I never asked for anything. You know, it always felt like I was doing too much because he told me he wasn't going to pay me, and I'm like, that's fine. We had that agreement. It was clear. You know, and I like to work, so it's you know, it's like not everything has to be transactional in that way. I was happy to do it. I enjoy doing it, and uh, he ended up giving me 500 euros. And it turns out, like yesterday, told me he wanted to give me one thousand, but because I left so suddenly, didn't make it to the bank, didn't have time, which doesn't matter either way anyway. But it was interesting to hear that, you know. And also the fact that he said, you know, I think he thought I was more broke, that I was more in dire straits, because it's not, he would not have given me the money actually, but that doesn't matter because I was. I wasn't expecting anything, you know. It was interesting. It was like, okay, cool. Which kind of paid basically for the, my lodging for the next month. A little more, actually, because it didn't cost me that much. Even though it's expensive in Conil in the summer, but it was in April. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was the only one, actually. Two people could have been there. And I met this Portuguese gal, and she left, like, within a couple of days. And then I had the whole place to myself, plus uh, the guy that I really liked. We got along well. Nos llevábamos bien. Llevábamos bien. Llevábamos bien. And so, an urban can be intense at times. And I was just burned out. You know, había quemado la, las velas en, en ambos lados. I burned the candle on both hands. And so I was like, yeah, no more. So the next day, basically, I uh, one of the neighbors, she's a retired, no, she actually... She's going to be a retired teacher. More than likely she is now, but she wasn't. And I basically, uh, I had lunch with them. Uh, she wanted to invite me for lunch. And basically they gave me a ride to, uh, he actually, her husband, which I'd seen him many times, but never really chatted. So we had a very nice lunch. Uh, she made flamikin, flamikines, which is like a Cordoba. It's horrible. <laughs> to me, it's like this meat cheese wrapped in some kind of dough and fried. Oh, anyway, it's a specialty from Cordoba. But I, I ate everything. You know, like I said, somebody is going to cook for me. And so, next time. And then uh, he drove me, drove me to Conil, and I stayed there. And. Uh, a couple of friends, friend, they are from, from Germany and Switzerland, because he's from he's from Bern, he's from the German part of Switzerland, where they speak German and Swiss. And so they saw me on the beach. And at that time, when I was actually sitting in Cornelia, he thought I was gone. And uh, I was kind of upset because he didn't know I had let him go. And of course, you know, we care about each other. And so to him, he was confused about why, you know, I wouldn't. And uh, I'd send him a message basically saying, 
everything, you know, and then left it at that. And like I said, you know, pretty much most of what I say, I, I fully mean it. You know, I don't, uh, I'm, not, I'm not politically correct, almost never. I am, very rarely. And so I believe that. And then you from Maribel, your friend, That it was confused, he didn't understand, he felt hurt. No unfinished business. It was only one thing that he mentioned. You know, it's like everything was kind of like sagrado. Algo. It means like to to clean it. is one of the weird anomalies in my life where I go back and back to it and it somehow makes sense even though it is not natural but it's like yeah she just is a she's a pair of like I said I, I just but it doesn't matter like I can't make sense of my life I can't make sense of the path that I'm on where is that leading me why am I doing that I'm doing it because it makes sense, because it flows, and because the quality of my being just corroborates. But there's a goal. There is no, like I said, there are conditions. Reading the Fit of Kali, I realize, you know, that you know, there's a, it's very strong language that they use. It doesn't bother me, but I could see how for some people, and actually even for me, very, very condescending, very judgmental. But uh, I wasn't able to be in that kind of nuance of between the lines. And so, as I'm reading, so basically I'm not really bothered. You know, when they talk about, you know, this is a, you know, the tree of life, which is basically, you know. Living uh, in alignment with God, the commandment is goodness and basically following the virtues and We're talking about moms, which I am not. So, and and there are things to me that I read everything. I mean, beside that one writer, there is a section that is just so intellectual and oh, it just kills me. But the rest, I really enjoy it. Sometimes I have to slow down because I realize I'm becoming a, a mindless reader. So, you know, it's a different kind of reading. I'm not reading a novel. 
it's not a Stephen King book, that's for sure. So there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of height in each. didn't have any tools in his chest, you know. When saying, well, do what I say, not what I do. And then if you don't, well, there's going to be consequences. And that was it. And though I'm not an aggressive guy, I'm not a rebellious guy, at least actively, unlike my older sister, to their faces, almost basically say, fuck you. And, uh, but I'm not. I'm, I'm more submissive. Like I say, I don't have that predisposition. But I still would basically passively rebel. Never was, you know. And then, you know, when I became an apprentice, I was in that restaurant, you know. And then my, there was a head chef, you know, it was just me and the head chef, the, the guy in charge of the kitchen. There was a small restaurant in La Traine, l'auberge du Bon Coin. And uh, here I'm 16 years old. It's got to be about 28, if I'm not mistaken, at the time. And I would just question, and he eventually got tired of it. And he did a couple of things, which. Well, I uh, definitely do not uh, uh, agree with it. But, you know, I, I could appreciate it. I was like, dang, what that one? I'm a handful. I know nothing. This guy is telling me what to do, and I'm questioning him. He was like, ne needing to know why. I'm just not going to do it just because you say so. You know, just because, you know, it's not the, the clothes that make the monk, or the cloak. It's not the clothes that make the monk. So it doesn't matter what you look like, what your title is. You know, you're going to have to earn my respect. And then you're going to be earning it by providing me with understanding, which is one thing I loved about the head chef in Colin Button in, uh, in London, where I worked. Because the guy brought understanding. He was not that kind of disciplinary person. He brought, he brought along understanding. And then, then he didn't have much patience. He didn't suffer poor politely if you did not get him because he was a head chef. But it would start with the explanation. And I love the guy. I really respected him because it was like, yeah, that's exactly what works for me. And so, uh, to go back to Philokalia, I've not lost my thought. Basically, what they're talking about, there's a lot of condemnation, judgment. There's definitely fear-mongering going on. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't work for me. You know, to me, that's not an impetus. It's not going to inspire me. This thing of fear... And maybe uh, some of the fear that they're talking about, I haven't experienced that kind of quality. You know, maybe they're talking about something different. But, you know, so far in my life, fear has never held me in check. You know, I I'm not going to stand up to it. That's not the kind of person that I am. But I'm not going to be following it. I will find a way out. And I can be quite destructive, you know, if, if regard basically regardless of the cost. I will find a way out. And that could mean death. And so far, that's something that I've been willing to chance. Even though, you know, I'm not interested in dying, but not to live in that way. So for me, fear is not a deterrent. It just isn't. And so as I'm reading that, it's not really affecting me also, what they're saying. So basically, I'm left with creating nuances in terms of what they're saying. Which is basically, look, you're investing your time or you are consecrating your life to this lifestyle, to the monastic, cenobitic life. And here it, it would 
it would behoove you to really heed those advices because if not, you're going to waste some precious time, you know? And the, the, the time on this, in this life, you don't know how much you have. So here is what we've learned from my experience, like you would if you went to school, right? The teacher is basically going to be there to help you make sense, contextualize, and to try to be like, here is what I've learned working with students. Here is where they stumble, you know? And some of them are good enough where they can package a strategy that is, that is meaningful. And for some students, they're like, okay, thank you. And they, you know, they use it. They benefit from it. And so that's basically the way I take those admonitions. They are kind of warning signs. They are, you know, here, here is, you know, you're not the first one to stumble upon that task. You're not the first one to try to try to uh, to do those things. And you're not you're not uh, the Messiah. You're not special. So here, you, you are, you're part of us, so learn from us. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. And so it works for me, so far. So far, anywhere, it just wanders, even like this morning. Uh, I'm so full. I indulged myself yesterday evening. I was so wired that I couldn't go to sleep early, and I ate late, which I don't remember the last time I ever done that. It's been, I don't know how many months. Maybe eight or nine months, maybe more. But it was a, it was a, it was what it was, and I was okay with that. But I definitely feel it this morning, and uh, and so you know, I realized I have to go to bed because of my fiber-rich diet. So without fail, you know, once or twice a day. And uh, as I went, I was listening to this podcast about this uh, Alan Desmond. Is gastroenterologist from uh, Great Britain, and uh, they were like, "No, no, no! I want to read. I want to read Philokalia." So you know, before when we go to the bathroom, I'd watch some silly videos on YouTube or whatever, or follow a movie that I was watching, or play my little mahjong while listening to some music or whatever. But this time I was like, "No, it's something that I actually do enjoy. That I look for opportunities to sit down, slow down, and to dive into those texts and to really." try to suck the marrow of those yummy bones that to me they are yummy they just are yummy i mean uh, i'm enjoying rereading uh, thomas merton but there's no color it's night and day those guys are fucking amazing as far as i'm concerned in terms of what they've learned the ability to communicate it and the way in which they do it uh, it's overwhelmingly scrumptious to me so so yeah, it was interesting to have yesterday as we were talking, you know, there would be, we had a little plus and plays. It was just wonderful. It was very, very light, very nice. Uh, yeah, it was basically kind of like what it was before, you know, the last time. Uh, and of course, you know, from time to time there is drama, like there is in everything, but uh, this is a nice little group that we have. The four of us, you know, it's... Uh, and I think for most of us, actually, we... We are kind of into more smaller groups anyway, you know. And there is a place and a time, you know, where you can have bigger groups, so you have a little more distraction, so you don't have that kind of weight of expectation about, you know, like not letting the silence be there, where things just are continuous, continuously into this kind of cloud of uh, social distraction. But it's nice, it's pleasant, and it, it makes it enjoyable for you to be in the company of a bigger, bigger crowd. But... Uh, Anyway, but it was very nice. And then it was one thing about talking basically about one's childhood, what we remember. And me realizing, honestly, I really don't have much. I mean, until I was 16 years old. You know, I felt like I came out of my cocoon when I was around 16, when I started to be, to work out of the house, when I started to have a life outside my home. You know, it just, uh, yeah, my childhood is uh, not something that I would qualify as happy. And then, uh, Anyway, and then some subsequent questions that uh, that led. Okay, go, boy, I'm going to let you lose now. We're going, uh, no, we're not going that way. We're going this way. So, so anywho. So I think, I think I've kind of answered. I think I've followed through the, 
the, the reasoning, the, the information I wanted to share about this um, passive, uh, rebellious self that I have, and how, uh, you know, how being uh, in, in that text now and not being bothered about some of the semantics. Looking at the newly sprouted or germ germinated and uh, shoot of uh, sunflower, there's going to be quite a few of them around. But it's quite windy today, so we'll see if that noise reduction is doing it justice. Anywho, so today is going to be a, a big one, big walk. So last time was about two and a half hours, and I'm looking at more than actually around three hours today. Anywho, but to go back to yesterday, so I guess I can resume my diary entry. So basically, Pilar had a train around, I think, 3.30. I forgot exactly around what time, but we're going to have to leave around 3. And then basically, because she was having such a good time, she <laughs> she's very funny. She can be so impulsive. And then uh, she basically was able to change a train to basically to 7, 7.40. So that's why we stayed so long instead of, you know, 11 to around 3, basically left at 6.30. So we met around 11 and we left at 6.30. So we went back to Maribel. She made some uh, ravioli for lunch with a nice salad. Bread that I devoured from Aldi, which came from Germany. And uh, I fucking stuffed myself with chocolate. And nasty. I mean, not even the... Not even the great chocolate. Strawberry, there was no raspberry, sorry. It was actually nice. But the coconut was like, ugh. But I just, I fucking, I indulged, basically. And that's why, you know, it's just something that I don't want to have around me because I know. Anyway, but regardless, so we had a very nice time, you know, a lot of sharing and, you know, kind of talking. And so basically, I ended up taking it to the airport. You know, we left around 6.30. Uh, it took us about 20 minutes in the car and then drove. And, uh, you know, there are not too many moments where she is, you know, that kind of uh, yielding. And this was the first time, I think, this was the first time that she said, uh, that she said, I love you, and then very quickly after, I love you, she repeated it, be like, hey, do you hear me? I love you. So it was like, oh, it was kind of like, I love you, I love you. I was like, it's not, you know, saying it one time, and uh, it's like, Jesus Christ. And then uh, Alex from, uh, from Paul, which is funny because uh, I told him basically that I would, uh, that I would call him before I was going to silence, but he beat me to the punch, and so, but I was, uh, basically, oh, I was at, uh, I was with the guy, so I was like, hey, dude, can I call you later? And so basically, wow, if you can hear me, basically, uh, on the way back, I went to Mercadona, didn't find ripe flour, which was a bummer, but I find some spelt flour. So that's really a bummer because uh, the dough is so light that actually there was a first time that I was like, I need to use rye because rye has a lower gluten content, so it would make it heavier. And I kind of wanted to do it to be more dense, so it was just too well for me. And so I went to Mercadona, and then I went to the Story town where she was about for rye flour, none had it. Lost its popularity. Alex and about two hours. And then I was wired. Series about this, but it's a 
functional. No, sorry, two couples. Anyway, and so far it's been interesting. The first one, the pilot, right? The I like it, so I'm going to follow it. You know, even though it's saying a bit Swedish, and I can't put it in, in Spanish because it's going to be horrible, you know, putting a, a Spanish spin on it. Because it will not fit, right? It will not fit the mannerism, the facial, and a lot of things that you get from the native language. But so uh, I had that, and then uh, I basically ate like a pig. And, uh, but you know, then still clean the kitchen when I was done. So it's like, I, I do see some changes. You know, as in before, when I would get there, I would just eat everything, and the next day I would clean it. You know, it's still not bad, actually. You know, it's not like me cleaning it the evening, basically, was like, wow, amazing, because it's not like, what I left behind was horrible, even if those few dishes. But I still cleaned the, the ceramic top and then the, the counter and uh, yeah, and then left it clean and uh, and then went to bed. So and then of course I woke up, I uh, put my alarm for an hour later this morning because I'm like, no, I'm not gonna be just sleeping about six hours. So I, I put it for for an hour more. So. I'm like, yeah, seven hours is good. I feel like seven hours is good. Like, uh, I don't think eight hours is that necessary. So, anyhow. And I do plan to bump my alarm. Uh, we'll see. More than likely by tomorrow morning, by five o'clock, which is uh, what I plan to do when I'm on the Camino to get up at five. So I can have about those two hours of. Uh, I think that's what I'll be looking at. Two hours, two to two, two and a half, depending on the distance I have to cover, or three actually, depending on the distance I have to cover that day. You know, and uh, and that was kind of that. So it was just wonderful. I loved, you know, of course when we left the apartment, when we said goodbye to Maribel and Urban, she put a arm around my hip, you know, shoved it down inside my pants, and it was just. Uh, Something that I just love this. I just love what she does when she does when she expresses her affection toward me. It's just it's just wonderful. I just melt. You know, as I was talking to Alex, it's like what a what an interesting paradox, you know. And even Urban was saying, it's like, you know, I mean, I feel like I kind of know you and you're just so funny with Pilar because you're so different. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And it makes sense, you know, it feels right. It just is that. It's like not everything has to fit, has to fit a mold. Hay un perro Arlington. Gracias. And uh, and anyway, so and like I was telling him too, and I've said it I know the am, but I don't tire saying it. It's yeah, I'm just waiting. A part of me, of course, a part of me. My life is, it's part of my life. Part of my life is, as of now, waiting for her. So I think the only way I could actually see that changing, because it doesn't affect anything else. It doesn't prevent me from doing anything. Uh, I honestly have no, you know, I have no interest in the marketplace. Uh, Tinder, none of that interests me at all. I'm really jaded, more than jaded about it, even though that's how I met Pilar. But it's like, so what? It's like, yeah, it's just not for me. And I'm not interested in hunting. I'm not interested in courting. You know, I'm, t I'm not interested in somebody liking me. Or I don't need that. But, you know, if I was to meet somebody, and somehow, basically, it was inevitable. Oh. Okay, let's see what happened. We have two. They are hunting dogs. They're tall, gray. I forgot what you call them. I think they're like, uh, on those water dogs? Anyway, and uh, let's see what they do. <laughs> oh, it looks like this one is going straight. Let's see what they do. Uh, so, yeah. One is not happy, the big one. ¿Qué pasa? Hola. Oh!
gonna keep an eye on. He doesn't look like yeah, he doesn't look like he's uh, threatening. And of course, he's a, he's a male, and the other one is a female. Most likely. <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> Hasta luego. Sorry, I was mindful a little bit. It was just fine. So yeah, just uh, if somehow I was to meet somebody and there was really something very special happening, I could see, you know, the, the dynamic. I mean, obviously, you know, Glenda will always be somebody special. Pilar will always be for sure somebody special. My goodness. I mean, there's, as of now, there's Pilar and there's everything else. So obviously she's just special. And then Goodman as well. So, you know, and Maribel too. It's just not the same. Not the same ballpark. And because of what happened, you know, after I left, and which of course makes complete sense that she sided with Urban. But to me, just, uh, you know, it's like if, if we had a friendship, then it was something that was also outside of that. But, you know, uh, I'm sure to keep the peace and for whatever the reason, and it makes sense. It actually makes sense what she did. But, you know, everything carries consequences. It's not good or bad. That's just the part of life. And so that basically changed, you know, my relationship with her. So there is basically more of a distance than it used to be. We, we had a very nice, it was very, very nice before that. And now that it's like it would have been better if it kept that way. Of course, you know, you grieve or you you express resentment or disappointment or sadness because of something that has a value and because it was a change, so it's kind of a part of the grieving. But I don't feel bad about it. It just, yeah, yeah. So it makes it special to me. And, and I don't know, you know, because I am not, from now, I'm not a complete cynic. I am very skeptical of it. But... Is it really that much against the odds that I could meet that change encounter somebody with whom you know something that hasn't happened before could? No, of course it's possible. You know, but it's not something it's not something that uh, good boy, this guy's going pretty fast. Not, yeah, I, uh, you know, it's a force here. You know, I have never dealt with so much uh, rejection. And, uh, and then here, this relationship has defied, has defied some odds. So it just, it's still here, you know. And uh, it is just, you know, it's very, very fascinating because. Anyway, it just is. It just is. There's something that requires no effort, nothing to be said. It just, uh, it just as comfortably is. Hold on, we got four bikers now. This way. Let's see. They're wearing the same jersey. Oh, yeah, we got a few mountain bikers. One of the F. Guy taking selfies. Yeah, I guess it would be a, well, it actually is a great day for bikers, and this is a bike trail network, basically. Or a bike, yeah. Would you say a network of bike trails, I guess, maybe? Yeah, a network of bike trails. So they go for quite a long way. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Anyhow. And here's this guy casually going up the hill because he has his battery assisted bike. Anyway, all beautiful, all good. I can still think what I'm thinking and it's wonderful. So, so that was kind of yesterday. And uh, here we are today, 
I'm not quite sure what's going on with the washing machine, but uh, I was kind of waiting for it to be done, to hang the laundry before going on a walk. But it doesn't matter. It's so warm today anyway. And like I said, we're in the 90s that uh, when I come back, it should be ready. <laughs> hopefully, so I'm going to hang it either way. Uh, hopefully, the spinning, the centrifugal uh, will work. So this, that the, spinning, the spin cycle and then uh, all the stuff will be nice and gone. And then that will be hanged then. And I've already weighed all my stuff, so I'll be making... I'll be making my power bites today. I actually made that's something that's so cool. I love her robot cuisine, a kitchen robot that she has, that blender, food processor, whatever you know, that cooker. Yeah, that's that uh, smart, uh, that smart food processor. I guess that's what they call it. And uh, uh, basically, I made a sunflower seed almond peanut butter. Because again, if you do almond, you don't you. You don't have enough fat. It's not going to work. You need to add oil. But I'm like, well, what if I just uh, add peanut butter? And then I get carried away. I saw a bunch of sunflower seeds. So I didn't wait. I would normally wait if I was to do it uh, consistently, you know, to get kind of a ratio. But uh, so, yeah. So made a wonderful. I love, I love almond butter. So that's kind of a blend. And it's more than likely around maybe three-fifths or... For like two uh, two fifths and two fifths of peanut butter and almond, and then uh, one fifth of sunflower, something around that kind of ratio from a bird's eye view, shall we say? And uh, and so I got this beautiful. He has a it's more onctuous, uh, onctuous, you know, that's French. It's kind of like creamy, but it's almost kind of like fluffy. So you know, has peanut butter. If it's just peanut butter, it's gonna split, right? You're gonna see the oil. And on the bottom, it's going to be cakey, kind of hard to scrape off. It just settled. You know, there's a separation. But I have a feeling here it's not going to happen. And actually, uh, almond butter doesn't do that. Uh, like, it doesn't have as much oil either. And so I'm going to be making the power bites today. The last one. And I don't know for the rest of the day. I mean, I am uh, home alone. <laughs> I am home alone. So... More than likely, we'll do some lentils tomorrow, but I will do them differently. Simple. And then uh, more likely, just cook lentil with just very few things like onion and garlic. And then I'll do fresh vegetable to just add up on a daily basis. So, and I think that's something that she'll be fine to use instead of... Uh, I know she, she likes, she has her own kind of way that she likes things. And I want to make sure that I respect that. And I don't want to make a lot of stuff that either I wouldn't take with me or that it will be left behind and not used and go bad. Because to me, it is that important. But I want to respect her. So I'm going to basically just make a simple staff with cumins and then, uh, uh, anyway, basic spices, basically. And then nice and salty, because she likes the food salty, this woman. She's an anomaly, too, when it comes to that. I mean, Jesus Christ, how salty she likes the staff. It's too salty for me. I can kind of handle it, but I'm like, if I'm tasting salt, it's like it's too much. I, I like salt as an enhancer, but I don't want to taste salt because then it overpowers everything. And I want I want it to be enhancing and basically boosting everything else, but not. I don't want it to toot its its own its own horn again. Anyhow, so I think my friend gonna go back to my gastroenterologist. Finish that podcast. I like him. Uh, and uh, like I say, let's see how the day goes. But here we are. We're on the loop. So we're going to go further today. I'm going to uh, take a tangent that I have not before. So it's not a detour. It just is actually, it will extend the walk. So like I said, I'm thinking about at least three hours today. Getting a nice strong one. And then that would more than likely leave me to maybe Tuesday to do another one of those. And then Wednesday, be very light. And then before getting ready to... Uh, because Wednesday, I will pack anyway. So Tuesday will be my last backpack training day. And then I will uh, empty it. And then uh, start to really uh, enjoy my day on Wednesday to really prepare myself. It won't take much anyway. So on this note, I hope the wind wasn't too crazy. Aaron, 
We'll wait before I give you water. I'm actually carrying water for you. Enough for me. So wishing you a beautiful day. Here's a long podcast for you, but who knows? Somebody might uh, get a kick out of it. So.